Jammer. You've got a secret bonus point. Hello and welcome to Dynamite Neddy. It's the retro games podcast where a couple of ow pals get together and talk about a couple of ow games. The voice you're hearing just now is myself, Mick Clockerty. Joining me as always, we have Mr. Andy Mack. Kirijiwa for the special stage. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Mick McCormick. How's it going? Well, as alluded to by Andy there, this episode's something a wee bit different for you. For that reason... We don't know if you're going to be listening in June or in fucking December. This is just a wee schedule filler, maybe, if we need to drop something so you've got something to listen to. And it's kind of a sequel. A way back fucking, I think it might have been even like 2019 or something like that, we did an episode where we try to rank Sonic games against each other. We had a bit of a debate panel on what was the greatest Sonic game of all time. Back pre-pandemic, when we all actually seen each other in uh, when right. a house in Huddles were on a single microphone. Well, we were in the same room, man. Those were the days. Getting <laughs> way back now, man. <laughs> but this time, what we're going to do for you is your classic Sonic era. Uh, although we're not including Sonic CD and Sonic Mania, we're taking from Sonic 1 right through to Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and we're going to go through it level by level and just fucking mark them out of 10 and give the level a wee rating. So if you've never played Sonic the Hedgehog and you're not a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan, maybe give us a listen listen anyway. It might be be like some weird art, but aye, this is probably going to be a better listen to you if you're a, a Sonic fan or a classic Sonic fan, rather. It's a very, very sort of BuzzFeed listicle style episode. Well, just just to like get a wee refresher here. Obviously, we did do that podcast for about three or four stone ago. Um, <laughs> so, what was what what was my favourites again? Mine, mine was Sonic Three and Knuckles. I do remember that. What was your guys' favourite? The open secret in that episode was, of course, that McCormick also probably enjoys Sonic Three and Knuckles best, but somebody had to come up and bat for Sonic Two <laughs> because I picked one and Aero picked a uh, CD. Right, aye. I um, Sonic Two, man. That was that's, that was my first my first love in terms of the Sonic series. Fucking right. So let's crystallise why we're doing this. But Sonic as uh, a huge part of your gaming histories, man. It's probably it was the game. It was the Grand Theft Auto. Or, what the fuck's going about now? The default night of the day. And it was a brilliant game. It was fucking smashing. Yes, we've just sort of followed us throughout our childhoods, uh, our adolescents, and now sadly, we're into our 30s. So. <laughs> well, but, it's, it's like fucking Tetris or Super Mario or one of these things. You're, you're never not going to be able to pick up and play any one of these Sonic games. Like, They'll be playable forever. They're timeless. Aye, aye, they're fucking brilliant, man. Great. And we spoke about all the, the plus pluses of Sonic fruit in a long, long time we doing this podcast now, and nowadays talk about Sonic really. But um tonight we're gonna crystallise the ratings and really get a data set of what we think about each level in terms of statistical kind of ratings. Right, and do you know what? Since you're talking about data sets and being statistical, I will record the overall score, i.e. the me plus you plus McCormick of each level, and then we can see what one gets the highest. 
Right. Welcome to the Quantitative Sonic Rating Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked them into Excel and yeah, sort the totals out. Then there we go. We've got a, an ordered list. Since we're um, you know being very scientific here, I'm going to um, talk a little bit about my methodology. Uh, my methodology. I'm not going to be talking a lot about the level design, but um, fear not because um, it's also going to be a bit uh, qualitative as well, uh, vibes based. Um, what, what levels do I like uh, in terms of music, in terms of style, um, in terms of weird, unquantifiable um, shit for yeah. the deep corners of my it's, brain it's, as well. So I bet I mix them both. That makes sense. That's kind of what I'm doing today. Instead of just calling a spade a spade or going kind of binary, or even doing it in a spectrum, I'm going to look at it more on a kind of Venn diagram basis, you know. How effective are these things? Like, what's the bell curve on these levels, you know? Um, and we can discern uh, the quality of each level um, based on the results of that, I suppose. Yeah. In terms of vibes based, I've written my scores out and I wrote a wee sentence after them and I noticed myself using the word aesthetics like fucking, like about 20 times. Um, so there's a lot of vibes based in mine as well, I think. Aye. And the pretentiousness is uh, self-awareness, by the way, just in case you're ready to turn this off. Keep listening. <laughs> right. Are you okay with going in chronological order, i.e. for the order you play them in, for Sonic 1, um, Green Hill through to Doomsday. Aye. Aye, right, cool. Right, well, we'll come in straight away with uh, Green Hill Zone. Uh, I'll give the first rating on this one. I don't think it's going to be a great surprise, but I have gone for 10 out of 10 for Green Hill Zone. Uh, I think it's the fucking... It's more or less a blueprint for what a good Sonic level should be. What have you got? I, I've got the same, 10 out of 10. Uh, you're flung right into this amazing world. Bright. Kind of flung right at you with that tune, iconic tune. Um, I think that, in conjunction with the, the level, the with the initial level thing, works very well to start Sonic off. So I would say 10 out of 10, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to slightly deviate for this, just go for 9 out of 10, because um, I've struggled to get 10s to, to anything in life. Um, Not yeah, as well. Amazing, amazing level. Um, it kind of right foot off the bat, it kind of showcases everything that with Sonic's all about. Your speed, your kind of multiple paths, um, you know, great, great music. It's maybe playing it recently. It's maybe not as kind of like smooth and frictionless as I remembered it being. There's a few kind of dodgy bits with uh, with spikes, especially in that three um, that can kind of get you when you're not mm. expecting. And they kind of maybe ah. sanded that down a wee bit um, in, in later first levels of games. That was the only kind of sticking point. But otherwise, yeah, pretty See? flawless. I think maybe it's because I can fucking batter through the axe in like 20 seconds because I've played it fucking over and over again. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you're good at the game, you, you end up in the higher path, um, which is a lot faster and does they have the spikes. If you're shy at it like me, then you, you get stuck on them. It's, it's got a bit of a wow factor to it. Like, when you finish that first act and you get a tune, or you can probably put that in. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Right, we 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 agreed before. <laughs> right, all right, right, sorry. Everyone sorry. gets one uh, tune. <laughs> uh, otherwise, my editing life is going to be be miserable. And uh, just my advice: don't waste it on that man. Come on. Right, all right. I'm just going to da 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 da. You're kind of you're, you're sitting there and you're like, ah, that was fucking brilliant, man. What an introduction. Who is this wee guy? This was amazing. The control. You get that kind of vibe, man. That this is going to be fucking class. So, uh, yeah, I'll be Mick, man. Ten out of ten for Green Hills One. It's iconic, man. Iconic. Part of the rules, actually, I forgot to bring up at the intro there is, as Mick was just alluding to, each one of us is going to get, I'm going to call it a DJ card 
and you can right. play that at any point, but only once. So you can put so anyone. Ten out of ten tune. Ten out of ten tune in. Your biggest, your best tune, your pick. Just one you want to highlight. Doesn't Maybe just one you want to highlight. Doesn't it need to be the best tune? I just. But you're only allowed to play the curb <sighs> one time so in the whole run through man. a Sonic, right? So oh. you need to think about that and all. We'll not be hearing mine for a wee while then, because mine will be obviously coming towards the end, I think. I would think so. <laughs> that brings us nicely on to Zone 2. Uh, we've got Marble Zone. Uh, McCormick, do you want to take us away with your Marble Zone rating? Oh, I fucking hate Marble Zone, man. Shame. <laughs> 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 um, 3 out of 10 for me. Um, it's the polar opposite. A Green Hill Zone. It's like it's amazing, right? Because the very first two levels of Sonic, you've got the the duality of of Sonic, right? Um, Green Hill Zone is kind of everything that that Sonic is good at: the fucking speed, the, the multiple pass, etc., etc. Um, Marble Zone. It's slow. It's tedious. It's linear. There's kind of puzzles. It's which doesn't really fit Sonic. Snidey uh, in a few ways. It kind of brings the movement to a complete stop um, a lot of the times when you want to be barreling through the levels is the fucking blue blur I just don't think it's 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 not it's not good it's right. not good and I think like maybe it's because it's in Sonic that I don't like it so much like if, if I was playing a Mario game and Marble Zone appeared on the scene I would be like yeah this is fine but uh, it's just not Sonic is it do you know what it serves as right I think it's got its pluses I, I'm I'll give you my rating at the end right um, I just think it's got its pluses because it showed that Sonic just isn't going to be as crazy fast fucking A to B thing where it's like a kind of a whip it where you just throw yourself at the end of the stage this is more methodical is what I want to say there is bits I like when you're running over the green bits and they catch fire and all that but these wee interactive bits are so cool so I'm with you I, I don't I don't totally hate it but I when I look for a Sonic level this isn't what I look for I'll probably go 3 out of 10 only because it's too slow and methodical for me Right, so I'm going to go just one one wee notch above. Uh, I don't think I can go higher than a 4 out of 10. Basically, everything I like about Marble Zone, uh, as Andy was alluding to there, comes down to presentation. It's a cool wee tune. The kind of lava theme in that works well. It's bright. I like that there are some cool wee secrets, uh, secret wars in that. Uh, i probably get an extra mark for that. The boss is also decent, but it's just too slow. Brings your pacing right down to a halt, which is not what our hedgehog friend is all about. It's also got introduces lava. Like you get, you don't die the minute you hit it, like a spring, or you don't lose. But it's like um, it's a different sort of death in it. It's like it's more delayed than a hitting a hitting a, um, a spike. It's like a different thing. Much like lava in real life. Aye, 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 exactly. And uh, it also introduces um, badniks that constitute of bits that you can't hit, which becomes a sort of theme, like those wee caterpillars. You can only hit them in a heat. And that's a recurring feature. Andy, we're going for zone number three. Bring us in with your rating for Spring Yard Zone. All right, Spring Yard Zone. I welcome change the marble zone. You've got a wee bit of speed here. And it introduces a sort of um, casino aesthetic that you get in Sonic games that become a sort of staple it's a good introduction to all that um, it's very vibrant as well pops out at you I like all the purples and stuff I'll give us a 7 out of 10 man well funny enough I'm concurring with you there I have gone bang on 7 out of 10 as well uh, actually before we started recording I was just saying to McCormick 
what I like in this one, it does a lot with momentum. There's a lot of ramps. There's a lot of kind of, you know, you have to kind of run up a wall, build up speed, blast about the place. And as you say, you've got your casino bumpers and your plungers and stuff like that. It's, it's all good stuff, man. Good stage. Uh, Mick, what we got? Aye, so I've got a 6 out of 10 for this one. Um, yeah, it's as Andy was saying, um, it, it's the, the start of that kind of um, casino night pinball type of um, level that Sonic pulled off really well in later years. Um, I'm only getting a, a lower score because I think later games did it a bit better, refined the concept a bit more and took it to the next level. But for this one, it's merely just all right. Aye, um, aye. So I 6 out of 10 in this one. I do like- Prom- promise of greater things to come. I do like the badniks in this one too. I like the wee blue thing. It kind of looks like Sonic. And I also like the wee purple jaggy thing. Or the teddy bear thing. Aye, like uh, that. that's, that's mad, that wee thing, aye. No, aye. it's some fucking creative badniks in that as well. Aye, it's a decent wee level. And uh, I'm going to throw you on the spot again and go back to you for uh, zone number four. Oh, Jesus. Which is uh, everybody's favourite uh, labyrinth zone. <sighs> Man, Labyrinth Zone, right? I want to like it. I want to like it so much, man. I love the <laughs> opening of it. Yellow pops out, man, and green. The yellow and green, man. How can they love that? But it's the first water level, in it? And it's a fucking nicky water level. It's last, the, water lasts, the water lasts too long. It's too slow. It still doesn't work out how to be a water level yet. And it gives you free accent, man. It's also got a repetitive bit. The getting the endless loop that you love quality. Oh, Man, I've got I've got to get Labyrinth Zone. I, it's, it's still got a cracking tune and all that. It's brilliant. I've got to get three out of ten. I can't get any more. I really can't. Right. Mick, what we what are we going for? I think I've made my feelings clear on Labyrinth Zone and like maybe in other podcasts, um two out of ten. This is like another <laughs> a, another duality thing, right? Because like Spring Yard Zone brings in a, an element of later Sonic games which it got even better as years went on, a, a welcome addition of the franchise. This is the first example of a thing that everyone hates in Sonic, <laughs> and then only only get worse <laughs> with age. So, um, yeah, fuck that. Do it then. <laughs> I'm going to go for the highest mark here again. Like Marble, I can't go higher than a four. Um, but what I like about it, again, is mostly fucking cosmetic and aesthetic. I like the tune. I like the fucking colours popping. I, uh, I like that it throws you into the water and does something a wee bit different, although that becomes tedious pretty quickly. But what I day get plaudits for is it's probably the first bit in Sonic 1 that proper makes you sweat. See that uh, third act where you have to chase Robotnik up Aye. and the water's rising? The amount of lives and continues I lost on that as a wee guy insurmountable aye. once you're through that you can do the rest of the game in my opinion aye aye this is definitely a throw you off this level um, right we've got us out of the way we've finally got Labyrinth out of the way man right um, <laughs> smooth sailing over here on it then <laughs> McCormick why don't you go to uh, Starlight Zone for us and gauge your rating Starlight's a bit of a funny one I'm going to go with 5 out of 10 um, it's I don't know it's weird like it kind of seems as if it should be faster than it is. Like, the way it's designed is like one of those levels that I quite like with loads of kind of hills and sort of, like, um, bits that kind of speed you up and slow you down, but it kind of frustrates it a wee bit by having kind of horrible badniks and like, things stopping you. Like, you, you'd never kind of seem to 
to bring up as much speed as you would like in it. It's a, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. The fans and the bombard nicks, I guess, you're oh, talking they're about. Cunts. They're cunts. Yeah, so it's like any time you get a good bit of momentum going, you're like obviously stopped in your tracks, which I don't know if it doesn't feel all that satisfying. Um, but I don't I don't hate it, and it's, it's got a good tune. Um, so yeah, I'm probably going to get a five. Andy, what are you thinking? Ah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Mick. It's a weird one. Do you know what? When you talk to people about Sonic 1, a lot of their kind of fondest memories are for this level, which is weird. I think it's the day we tune. I think it's got a very nostalgic tune. Something today with like a kind of a wee piano piece in it. It's a, it's a wee cutesy number. It's a wee sentimental number. Maybe I'm just my... Eh, that fucking... <laughs> no, I would, I would agree. But um, it's a cracking wee tune it's got. And uh, I, I think it picks up to where Green Hill left off and that it tries um, to use the speed aspect of Sonic again quite well. Does it loops the loops? There's them sections where you speed up and slow down, speed up and slow down. But it's also got its parts where it wants to shoot projectiles at you. And it does this quite a lot where it's moving up and down on things like stairs and that. And I think there's too many um, wee bomb things in it um, that you can't really attack. And there's always fans holding you there, so you've got to get hot off them. Which is fucking Aye. infuriating, man. Okay, Starlight Zone, a 6 out of 10, man. Right. Because it's one that I, I don't really hear any... Like, I, I don't feel any bad feelings towards Starlight Zone, but at the same time, it's not a first level I'd boot up. 6 out of 10. I'm going to give it an 8. Um, I am one of these absolute marks with rose-coloured specs on for this stage. Uh, <laughs> when I was a child, always on a level select, went straight to Starlight Zone, and it gives me a fucking nostalgia hit. When I play this stage, fires up the old fucking hippocampus, makes me feel like a wee boy again. Probably is down to that fucking <laughs> piano tune or whatever you're talking about. But, um, it, it works its magic on me, man, and for that reason, I need to get an 8 on vibes, probably. <laughs> we make no claims to objectivity on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 I can't, man, you can't. Scrap brain zone. I'm going to come right. in first here, and this might be this might be time for controversy. I'm getting Scrap Brain a fucking nine. This is probably still my favourite of all the kind of final zones. I like that the traps all look a wee bit more sinister. There's saws and there's electricity all of a sudden. The challenge ramps up, but I think it's a nice balanced difficulty. It's a good challenge without being too difficult, although Act 3 might be kind of bullshit. And that music really cements it. And for that reason, I'm going to fucking play my DJ card right here on uh, Scrap Brain Zone. Ah, oh, nice.
what you've got for me. Uh, Mick, what do you think? Yeah, I like this one as well. I'm going to give this one an 8. Um, it's one of your kind of kitchen sink levels, I think I would call it, and the, the last levels in uh, a few Sonic games are like this, where they just kind of pull out all the stops, like all sorts of mad gadgets and hazards and um, fucking craziness. Um, yeah, it just always kind of keeps you in your toes. It's just what you want for a kind of last... Um, so, well, it was not quite the last level, but it's the last proper level. It's what you want in terms of challenge for that. So, yeah, um, really good. Aye. Uh, Andy? Aye, I'm a you, man. I'll, I'll give us a solid, solid 8 out of 10. Maybe even close to anything. Reason being, it uses everything that Sonic One um, really dishes out. It, it, it shows how like, adept the momentum engine is. Like there's bits here where there's um, what do you call them things? Like the bottom of tanks, the conveyor belt. Hangs. Conveyor belts. You've got to time your momentum in order to stay away from the big jaggy things that get you. The backgrounds, by the way, sort of nod towards being um, Metropolis Zones' wee brother. And I would argue that this does it even better, man. It's, it's a very hazardous, a very hazardous um, zone, and it also incorporates like amazing purple water, which is good. Yes, I, like that. <laughs> I, I would also say, as you know, a, a words guy and like a literature nerd, the title "Scrap Brain Zone" is my favourite level name as well. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, the tune's good, too. The tune's good. The tune should some sort of robotic theme for me, man. Like that sort of. Effect, that synth effect. That kind of just sums up robotic <laughs> smashing noise. Bits of metal together, making these bad nicks now in his factory. Ah, right? it's, um, it's quite industrial sounding, man. It's aye, a bit aye. of fucking metal machine music about it or something. I like it, I like it. Right, Mick, you want to bring us in with Final Zone? Um, It's a good boss fight. Um, I kind of get a particularly great score because there's just not enough to it. I don't think. Like I did, I did like fighting Robotnik in his wee chips, but um, yeah, I'm going to go for a five out of ten because it's uh, after Scrap Brain Zone. It's just the kind of, it's just the very the, the finale. Um, yeah, can I say much more about it than that? Andy, seven out of ten. This is the first time you get a great good look at Robotnik. He's <laughs> You know, you get a very good gander at him, man. You can uh, what your actions directly influence his face and all that. If you hit him. Um, but it can be difficult the first couple of times trying to avoid them blue orbs when they or purple orbs when they rings. But um, as a boss fight, final boss fight, is challenging enough to to be hard, but at the same time exciting. Plus, you get to chase him into his wee egg robo as he flies away. I, I've given it a six because I, I agree with Mick that there's no enough to fighting the squashers and dodging the the electricity. But I like getting him a wee dunt as he's flying away. Because not everybody realises that you can even get him a wee done. Aye, right. Some cunts yep. just let him fly away. But no, Aye. you want to see him go down in flames. Aye, I totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's Sonic 1 completed. We're through our first Sonic game. No real surprises there. Our top three levels, Green Hill being the clear favourite. Then we had Scrap Brain. And then in third place uh, was Spring Yard, which might be a wee bit of a surprise, but there you go. That was the top three for Sonic 1. Sounds about right. Andy, Sonic 2, we're coming in with Emerald Hill Zone. What have you got? Right. Right, Emerald Hill Zone, 7 out of 10, and I'll tell you for why, right? It's an obvious uh, Green Hill clone. It's trying to do exactly the same thing that Green Hill done. Uh, does it date as well? Well, perhaps in places. It's more dynamic. 
But it's not got as much of a wow factor because it's already been done before. Uh, they probably gave us a 6 out of 10, but it showcases one of the main things about Sonic 2 um, that was brought in, and that's the ability to have like these slopes. So there's a slope effect now. But a slope. Aye. Um, and that sort of was a recurring theme going forward. So I would say 7 out of 10. It's still a good level, but it's not as um, impacting as um, Green Hill for me. Well, I've come in with an 8. It is a Green Hill clone, but as we discover as the series goes on, every one of these games starts off with some kind of Green Hill type zone. And this is a good one. It does a good job of setting you up and reintroducing the gameplay. It starts you off in familiar territory. You're not getting flung into something alien. You know, you get the feeling of playing Sonic again. It's it's the best way to start the game off, really. Mick, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, this is the first game that has that starts with a, a Green Hill Zone that doesn't feel cynical. I think in all, the, <laughs> in all the other games that date, it's like, oh, we're bringing Sonic back to its roots. You know, it's Green Hill. You remember Green Hill? And then it's like, oh, no, actually, this is shite. But no, I, I, do, I do really like this level, actually. Um, did I get my score? 8 out of 10. <laughs> um, there we go. It's... <clears throat> yeah, it gets all his best tricks for, for Green Hill Zone, but um, it pulls him off. It kinda is, it's kind of even smoother, it's even <laughs> faster. It's, it's not got the originality, but yeah, still, Aye. I think, get the wow factor. There's also a couple of instant deaths if you fall under the ground, which I didn't like. But that's just a fucking pernickety thing. I don't think I've been hit by an instant death in, in Emerald Hill, but Aye. I don't know. Aye. It's there. McCormick, since you're the closest thing we've got to a scientist, I guess, I'm going to give you Chemical Plant Zone. Uh, what what you got for us? Um, I love Chemical Plant Zone. Um, it's a nine out of ten for me. I love it so much that I, I played the theme tune during a DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mixed man, it in, mixed it in with some UK garage. Um, nice. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, another kind of fast one, almost a wee bit like what we we had with with Starlight, but this one pulls it off a bit a bit better, I think. When you've got the speed, but you've also got the uh, the challenge, some of the weird hazards. Um, a wee bit of water and it um, a wee kind of bite-sized moment of the the stress um, of labyrinth zone when you're you're stuck in the purple gunk. Um, Aye, Mega Mac. I always remember it being called, which I think is for the comics. Fuck knows, it's just that's just stuck in my head, um, and that's what I call it. See the the good comic, not the Ken Pendle thing. <laughs> the the purple the purple rising water is enough, right? That's that's plenty. You don't need any more water than that in your levels. <laughs> I know, it's a very condensed uh, moment of fucking water stress. But yeah, it all works it works well together. You're getting launched about through all these tubes and yeah, it's what you want in a, in a Sonic level. And the aesthetics, I think, are, are brilliant. It's really unique. Andy Mack, Kevin Plant Zone. Again, 9 out of 10 for me too. You could tell this is when they hurt their stride, man. When they were making Sonic 2, this is sort of formed a blueprint. About the what the game would be like. It's almost a Sonic Free level in concept. It's huge, man. It's got its big high points. There's various different paths you can go through. It's got water, water points that Mick mentioned. Um, but you can actually choose how much you're in the water. There's bits where you can fall through pits that will give you many a water level if you're not too careful and stuff. There's loads of wee hidden ducats with extra lights and stuff like that. Interesting wee springs, wee bouncy things that don't perhaps give you the same effect as a normal spring. You've got Aye. the You've got the baddies that hold you, but Tails can knock them off for you if somebody's got a second pad there. You know, oh, the spiders that steal your rings, oh, they were stressful. You've got the roller coaster tubes, which are just interactive films, which we all know became 
love or hate things, but they're pretty cool <laughs> in this one. And uh, it's an all it's an all round cool um, level, and the boss is quite interesting too because it's my first one where you've got to focus on robotnik, but plus the flair for a FUT. So nine out of ten, man, this is a great level. I think this is the first time we've got a snap. Um, I have also got doing nine out of ten. This is a this is a classic. He's have covered pretty much everything that I would say about the level in terms of what I like, and I'll also chuck in that one of my enduring memories of my Holy Communion day was playing Chemical Plant Zone. Yes! <laughs> they are inextricably linked in my head, uh, and I don't really know why. The Sacramental um, Zone. <laughs> <laughs> we will come in now with maybe a wee bit of a forgotten level, Aquatic Ruin. I'll go in first with this one. I've gave Aquatic Ruin uh, a solid 7 out of 10. Basically, I think they've learned some lessons for Labyrinth Zone going into Aquatic Ruin because this is your kind of water level for Sonic 2. But if you're good enough, you can totally take a different path, bypass all the water. They managed to do that whole kind of jungle, Aztec civilization <laughs> ruin thing relatively well. It's the first uh, appearance of iconic Badnik Grounder. And I like the I... boss with the totem poles because... When I was a child, I figured out you could just jump on top of the totem pole, uh, and that made me feel clever. <laughs> Andy, what have you got for Aquatic Ruin Zone? I guess one at 8 out of 10, and I'll tell you why. When I finished Chemical Plant Zone, I was always stressed out to fuck, I was always stuck on the bits flowing through the ground, and this was a very welcome change. The tune is probably one of my favourites in Sonic 2. I love that wee meow, 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 meow. Love that. <laughs> I like the fact there's multiple paths and I think the level just flows along well. There's wee tubes you can run through. There's like these fucking uh, plants that you can jump through and you can sort of change what's happening in the background. Uh, there's like parallax scrolling that gives it a, a brilliant wee backdrop. It sort of reminds me of a Green Hills backdrop. It's that kind of nice to look at. And then the water bits in this is, I believe it's the finest Sonic water level. You don't spend that much time in the water. You're always going at a certain speed. And you can choose to explore the underwater or you can choose to just burst right through it, man. But you also essentially like skiff through the water. It's like a different kind of movement. I really enjoy this level, man. I really do. And the boss, um, the shooting, the, is it a, the, da- the darts go into the side of the two totem poles. He, he smashes a totem pole with a big mallet. I the mallet. Uh, uh, arrows absolutely. fly out. I like that too. I like that. I just enjoy the look of this level. I enjoy the sound of this level. And I think it's just a great A to B right through good time there's nothing like cha- overly challenging there's nothing getting in your way and making you have to do as a platform and like marbles on it's just a great it's a good time and I always enjoy it when I hear the, the first couple of bars of this level starting uh, aye, yeah. I'm going to get a 8 out of 10 Mick I'm going to get a 5 out of 10 I don't know, like it's, it's just a bit kind of nothing for me. Um, it didn't really stick out in the way it maybe did in, in you guys' minds. I guess for what it's worth, like yeah, it's better than Labyrinth Zone if we're comparing like kind of styles of levels. But I think that's just because like there's it. It's not because it's like a, a good water level. It's just because it's not much of a water level. Like Aye. Um, it doesn't do anything to make the water bits more enjoyable. There's just less of them. I think this is we're coming towards. We're going to see this. We've seen it in Sonic 1 already, truth be told. We're going to see it in a couple of levels in Sonic 2 where you play a level like this and you might be looking ahead further on in the series and thinking there's a better version of this to come. Aye. I certainly get it with a certain uh, 
flying base type level um, <laughs> and there, there is an argument to be made that there's a, a far better water level um, in the, the next game along <laughs> aye aye totally agree with that that brains your subjectivity that your brains your objectivity doesn't it You're letting the subjective take over but it's hard it's hard to be objective when you're a human innit and you're based you're just based a big blob of experiences well, we're looking at a bigger picture here as well aren't we aye, we're, we're looking at these but we're looking at three games as a, a one entity almost. Aye, aye, I, ah, well, I, I suppose, I suppose you've got a point there. Aye, you like what you like, man. Let's just have it. Right, <laughs> McCormick. Why don't you rate Casino Night Zone for us? Casino Night is pretty brilliant. As we discussed, like Spring Yard introduced this sort of um, pinball type concept, which suits Sonic really well, and this one is probably the ultimate expression of it. Everything is just so mental in terms of like um, the, the way it, it kind of works with Sonic's motion, like your pinball flippers and like the slot machines and stuff like that. It's just it's just a good time. It's just aye mind blowing at the time. Aye, just an, an incredible concept that works so well with Sonic's strengths. Um, yeah, this is another nine out of ten for me. Ah, I'm going to go in with an eight. I think, as you say, these casino levels became a series staple. One thing I, I say in Casino Night Zone's favour, ch- good tune again, by the way, the fucking aesthetics Aye, are amazing. Victor. The Jack and Victor song, as Andy calls it. <laughs> There's a lot of random elements in Casino Night Zone that when they introduce stuff like that in other Sonic levels, I find annoying as fuck. But in Casino Night Zone, for some reason, it doesn't bother you. Or the flashing lights and the... You know, you're, you're so arrested and charmed by everything that's going on. It comes kind of merging in the summit's parts. Aye, aye definitely. 100%. So it's a solid eight for me. Uh, Andy? I'm going to go for nine, man. I think uh, we talked about Spring Yard Zone before. Um, this takes it up... Well, let's, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Spell tap reference. Well, this goes to 11. <laughs> right, uh, this, uh, as you said, you get an asset pack of um, sort of like, casino-based things, and you can either make them tedious as fuck, too constrictive and too hard to control, or you can make a, the concept fucking amazingly fun to play, bright, um, just vibrant, mental, crazy, and just moorish, incredibly moorish. Um, the death level looks great, plays great, and it's everything that I love in a 2D Sonic game, man, truth be told. Everything that I love about the series is sort of exemplified in this level. I am so happy it exists. It's probably one of my favourites, man. Sonic 2 is a great game, but this is, when I think of Sonic 2, this is like one of the brilliant ones to jump out as. Casino Night is a fucking legendary level. Oh, fuck it, he's a top baron, then I'll go a 9 and all. <laughs> <laughs> Andy? What about uh, Hilltop Zone? What's your rating? Right, can't I fucking consider this one, right? Hilltop Zone is essentially Emerald Hill Zone with, with a blue aesthetic, but it's not. It's not. It's the same thing, kind of. It's a dinosaur theme. Yeah, 7 out of 10, right? It's um, It's got a lot of indoor sections. It reminds me of Marble Zone a wee bit. It's got lava. It's not as slow-moving as Marble Zone, but it's a bit better than Marble Zone. Um uh, to be honest with you, the tune's the best thing about it. Uh, let's be honest here. The tune's the best thing about Hilltop Zone. <laughs> so for that, 7 out of 10. McCormick? Uh, I maybe go for a 6 out of 10 of this one. It's not your kind of, fa- your kind of fastest level, but I don't know, something. I, I do kind of like the whole, the look of it, the sound of it. Um, there was something about those wee badniks where you, you have to jump on the seesaw and launch them up in there that I always really enjoyed as a child. I can't really explain why. 
probably not the most amazing level to play, but yeah, it was um, it was an enjoyable wee wee bash. I'll, I'll revise to six. I'll revise to six. I can't get seven. <laughs> I, well, I've actually gone for a six and a half. Again, it's a fine level. I don't think it's the most memorable. I like how bright it is. The tune's good. And the rising lava bit makes you sort of sweat a wee bit. Um, and oh, that bit is cool, actually. Yeah, I forgot about aye. that. Well, that brings us nicely on to... I'll, I'll go for Mystic Cave here. This might seem a wee bit high, actually. For I don't know how this one's going to gel with you. I've gone for an 8 out of 10 with Mystic Cave. I like the spooky vibes. The tune is fucking really good. There's a couple of fucking annoying baddies. There's a vines that grab onto you. I'm conscious of the fact that there's a couple of bits where you have to jump onto vines and pull them down to like lower bridges and stuff. It is one of these stages where the momentum stops a wee bit. I enjoy the, the vibe of the stage so much that it, it doesn't really bother me. And also, I like that it's got a pit in it that can kill Supersonic. Aye. <laughs> this is actually one of the reasons for me marking it lower, actually, because um, <laughs> um, I, I used to love the power fantasy of Supersonic so much that the fact that that will fucking day in when your Supersonic was enraging to me. This one's a, a three out of ten for me. Oh, that's low. It's another slowing. All, all the kind of uh, the gimmicks of the level serve to to slow you down. Um, I'm not going to rate it as as low as Marble Zone because it's yeah it's not as frustrating and aesthetically it's quite cool. Um, it's got a, a unusual sort of you know gemstone cave sort of sort of vibe, um, but with a kind of mechanical element as well with the kind of the rail tracks and stuff. I did quite like that, but to play, um, I just don't think it's um, great crack. Andy, I get four out of ten. Um, the reason being, it's a, I feel very claustrophobic playing this level. Uh, there's, uh, there's one overriding memory, and it's in vines, um, vines, and the kind of rock that's shaped like a fist almost that tries to crush you. I get Aye. a feeling that this level is trying to get on top of me and crush me, and I don't like it, man. It's too like constrictive. Um, oh, I like all that. Aye, aye, I know it's, um, it's obviously one man's treasures and another man's fucking garbage, whatever it is, but it's. Aye. It's a, aye, it isn't my first protocol. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a terrible level or anything. It's just not my cup of tea when it comes to Sonic levels, you know. But it does have its charms, such as the purple and green aesthetic, which um, everybody listening to this podcast knows. I love a good purple and green color clash. Aye. I think it's because I used to like teletext back in the day, but that's another story. <laughs> it's weird that, like, because I, I do sometimes find myself with a bit of mild claustrophobia playing certain games, um, certain kind of dungeon based <laughs> levels and games. Maybe that's kind of feeding into my low score. Andy, mm. what are you going to gaze for uh, Oil Ocean? 10 out of 10. Whoa. 10 out Jesus. of 10, right? Oil Ocean is fucking fantastic, right? Now, think about it. I probably thought about it too much, right? Sonic's got a point where. He's in fucking basically Qatar or fucking Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> and uh, this is 1991, right? I don't know how advanced the oil can I seem as at the time, but I'm sure of... I read somewhere, or maybe I just dreamt it, <laughs> that this level was inspired by the Gulf War somehow. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure that. I've seen that as well in a snippet of something. What, what you've got here is a futuristic um, kind of prophetic look at what the world's going to be like in about 40 years. I mean, that sky is all spunt and scorched. The water's turning to oil to the point where it's not water anymore. You've actually got... You can jump through it and the colours are popping, man. You've got... You've got fast sections. 
You've got speedy sections. This is the best level to play Supersonic, by the way. It's almost kind of catered to it. I think that Supersonic, the, the ledges and all that, the right height and stuff, if uh, you're looking for a good Supersonic level, this is the one. I think it's a really good level to look at and play. Would we consider that Sonic is an eco-terrorist? Of course they would hit an oil refinery up one of these days. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a great level, man. It's also got those cool things that, well, some, I suppose you could love them or hate them, they shoot you up. It's like a spring, but you've got to stay on it. And it shoots you up away. I've always liked that. I, I do love the oil. I love the oil. You can sort of stay alive by just jumping up and doing it. Uh, I love the, the badness. of it. <laughs> Aye, the viscosity. I love the badness of like wee fucking um, seahorses. I love the Scots sky and even the like, Scots, well, the sun interacting with the, the Scots nitrogen has got its own kind of animation and all that. You can see like the big kind of Batman esque fucking Qatari or Saudi Arabian oil refinery in the background. <laughs> Oh man, it's just such a good level. I love it. It's oil oceans, my probably my favourite in the game, man. I do love it. I do love it. And the tune, the tune, the tune's got that uh, sort of Middle Eastern vibe as well, but it's got that techno robotics got a whole fucking vibe. That's good, man. Yeah, this one's a seven out of ten for me. Um, at beautiful looking stage, one of the the best looking at the game for all the reasons that that Andy's des- described. Like the kind of the, the color palette is is pretty beautiful. You do have like a kind of almost. Um, Middle Eastern sort of Islamic design to like the the platforms and stuff like you know these kind of geometric patterns right in in top of the kind of futuristic um oil rig sort of appearance it's just dead unique kind of beautiful looking and um yeah good balance of mere methodical bits in uh, slow paced bits uh, it can maybe be a wee bit fiddly at times but um yeah one of the better ones I'd say get your pitchforks ready here um <laughs> I'm going for five five out of ten. Aye. I find this level another one of the fucking pacebreaker levels. I think it's maybe the worst pacebreaker in Sonic 2. Forever having to stop, jump on fucking caps that are firing in the air, <laughs> shit like that. Um, there's a lot of fucking slow platforming, jumping across the fucking uh, platform to platform over the oil and that. Um, I love the tune. I love the whole vibe of it. I find it slow. I, I find it uh, kind of like the Marble Zone of Sonic 2, I hate to say it. Ah, okay. <laughs> ah, fair. McCormick, why don't you come in and give us uh, Metropolis? <laughs> Metropolis? Oh, it's not great, is it? Um, <laughs> this, I, I guess, is kind of the equivalent of a Scrap Brain Zone. It's trying to add all your kind of crazy gimmicks and your kind of industrial theme and stuff like that, but... It's just fucking slow and frustrating, man. And it's way, way too long. Um, cheap baddies, like the fucking um, starfish cunt. <laughs> kind of builds ah, up and is a crab cunt. Avoid. The grasshopper oh, cunt. Man, Everything in this level is a cunt. Man. The screws, like, which are fun the first time you see them and then just get really boring. I don't know, I just kind of want it to be over. Um, <laughs> outstayed is welcome too much. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for a three for this one. Aye. Uh, Andy. Aye. Man, I might get us one, right? But I can't, because it's Sonic, can it? <laughs> get a two. I'll get a two. Only because it's too long, man, right? As we said, as, a bit, as Mick said, it is a bit like um, maybe fucking scrap brain zone. Um, maybe you can get a bit of flying battery in it, but 40 million times worse. And the fucking design, the design decision to make it free axe, man, what the fuck was that all about? Aye. It's not even if this is third axe, just like a, a wee stage before the boss. It's a full level, man. Ah, nah. Yeah. 
No thanks. <laughs> it's a weird one that because it's like that's a that's a level that you least want to have a third act. It's like this is already outstayed its welcome, and then you're like, oh no. And them cheap shots as you mentioned, them cheap shots are just no Sonic man. Sonic always gives you a wee chance, you know. That's the thing. Sonic's not meant to be like Mega Man where it's fucking cheap shots in them. And them fucking things that toss blades at you, them starfish you mentioned, they're just not needed. Just not needed. I never really understood what it's meant to be. Like what Aye. is. What is Metropolis? Metropolis makes you think it's like a city, a populated area, but it's kind of like a weird mix of a fucking smelting factory and a print works. <laughs> like, I don't really Aye. know what's going on. I do like the idea with the screw, the nut and the bolt. That was a good idea. Um, the first couple of times you do it, aye, but then, right. <laughs> then you keep doing it. <laughs> Right. It looks cool, but it plays like shit because of the enemy <laughs> placement. They put yeah. starfish in the walls, so you need to like run back and forth, and the thing's going up and down, and it takes fucking ages. Um, <laughs> we're all on the same page here, by the way. I, I gave this uh, a three. I don't like it either. Again, concur with everything he's saying. Uh, it's full of fucking obnoxious nonsense. Did not need to be uh, three acts long. Aye. See, the, I'm always um, really remiss to gig any of these levels like a zero or a one out of ten because the shite levels seem to always have quite good tunes which means that I can't be too hard on them aye and the backgrounds is quite good they had quite good effects they used parallax very well like the spinning kind of mesh things big circular cylindrical mesh things not moving at a different rate than the rest of the screen other wee technical things like that oh well I mean even in the worst levels there's something to like in it it's still sonic as you say aye 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 it's just a fucking terrible level, and it? it's it's a chore. That uh, brings us on to Sky Chase. Uh, I'll go in with this one, and I've got to admit, my my heart says one thing and my head says the other. <laughs> They're kind of combining into a six and a half out of ten. Um, I liked this one when I was a kid. I used to skip to it and that. I liked seeing Tails in the airplane. I like the wee tune in that. It's got quite a sweet song. It it, it, it actually kind of sounds a wee bit like Starlight in some ways. Aye, aye, aye. It's got that, defo. But to play, it's not that fun, is it? It's um, it's a wee bit of a grind. I can see why some people uh, wish that they could skip aye. it. No. That's, that's all I've really got to say about it. Fair enough. It's, um, it's like when you go to see a show, maybe you go to see Bottom Live, I don't know why I picked that for whatever. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't really rate the intermission, do you? Out of ten. I suppose this is this is kind of like you know it's just a nice wee a nice wee intermission after the hell that was Metropolis zone and the hell that's forthcoming. What do you what do you get? As it's it's a wee thing. Do, 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 do. I, I quite like it. I, I, let's go seven point five, man. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's lovely. You get control tails as well, and he's wee playing nice Aye. tune aesthetic, lovely wee bit of clouds. And yeah, yeah, there's a special mention for the the turtle. Ah, yeah, I like the turtles. I like the turtle. Although I don't like killing the wee turtles that are riding on the turtles in order to Aye. jump on the turtle. That's Makes right. you feel a bit bad. That's <laughs> right. I like I like how like, kind of benign the big turtle is. You can stone on it and that. Aye. I really like it. Do you know I think as well when you, you're killing these badniks and then they're, they're falling out of the sky, <laughs> presumably <laughs> yes. to, their, to their death thousands of Aye. feet below. Um, yeah, this is a yeah. I think Mick kind of nailed it. Um, he'd versus heart. Um, I used to to love um, going to this level and seeing the plane and the bad nicks are very cute. Um, it's just a an unusual concept, but yeah, style or substance a wee bit. Um, call it a six. 
Aye, it's nice that they included this level. It could just like, break up a wee bit. It gives a wee bit of variety in it. And Sonic games have always had a wee bit of variety in them. They've always had, it's always been like a wee bit of a variety performance in it. And it's gave us like a wee kind of size screen shooter that's not too taxing just to prepare you for what's coming up. Mere ah. uh, stream platforming. Are we lumping this in with Wing Fortress or is Wing Fortress going to be a. No, it's the same thing. Nah, they're two separate stages, aren't they? Aye, definitely. Well, uh, Mick, why don't you give us uh, Wing Fortress in? Um, oh, it's maybe a, a 5 out of 10 uh, after Sky Chase. It's just there's not a, a whole lot to it. That This is the lack of objectivity again because I think you get um, launch base or flying battery is a better example probably later on the series, which does what this level is trying to do a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of rated too highly. Um, I, I've, I've got a 6 for it for pretty much the same reasons. I don't think it gives you as good a final challenge kind of vibes as Scrap Brain does or as Death Egg also does very fucking well, which we're coming up to. And it suffers for having the same concept executed a lot better um, later on in the series. So, aye, it's a, a six for me. Uh, Andy, I'll go three, three out of ten. I always get a vibe that um, this game is a lot more... Um, it's, got, it's got all the stuff I don't really like in Sonic but it's stuff that makes it difficult there's a lot of emphasis on bottomless pits um, in this that's level true. that's something that I really don't like and having to be very um, precise in your platforming one wee mistake and you're gone and I also think um, from a design point of view like, just a purely like, aesthetical design I think they kind of blew their wad with like, oil ocean that because it just seems a bit empty and like, stock assets have been used for this level yeah um, it's it's, aye, it's, it's not the strongest showing in fucking Sonic 2, is it? Nah. So aye, I'll go for a few. I do like the tune again. It reminds me of going to Carneria and picking up my medal. It's got quite a militaristic uh, tune aye. playing, doesn't it? I do enjoy the boss scene. The boss um, sequence at the end of this, which is probably why I brought it up for a three from a two. I do like a wee bit when you're in Robotnik's wee pit. And there's this kind of intricate boss when the was are closing in on you and you've got to figure out what to do and you've got the three things flying about you and all that. And you see the botnik again, you can get a good look at him at this point. We enjoy that. That's something that we see come back as well. Like a, a boss fight where, you know, there's like a... Like, what do you call that? Like a, a barrier? Like a, a laser shield type thing? And Robotnik's on the other side of it, working on a control panel on something to try and get you. Um, those are always quite cool, we set pieces. Aye, aye. So, aye, that's pretty much it. Andy, why don't you round off Sonic 2 and rate the first incarnation of Death Egg, aye. Uh, the final the final boss level? Not going to lie, most of my time playing this level, I was always wanting to go Super Sonic just so I could break the game and debug mode and all that, right? But if I'm playing it just <laughs> on its own, 8 out of 10, man. It's uh, two bosses, two of the most iconic bosses, I would say. You fight Metal Sonic first, obviously, who is a cool boss. I mean, you've got to work out his um, sequence, just like every other Sonic boss, but you realise there's only be certain bits you can hit and all that stuff. It just looks so cool. You get Robotnik peering through the wee screen at you and all that, and then obviously you go to the second boss room, which is the iconic Egg Robo you fight, and he's just Aye. fucking cool as fuck. He writes his own checks, doesn't he, man? Um, <laughs> so you've got that, and then you've got the wonderful kind of escape from the, the death egg once you beat him I love the way he falls man see when you beat him and it's like his legs collapse and fucking just falls right in his arse <laughs> and then you've got to chase Robotnik in, and you kind of get him because that invisible force field and it starts exploding aye it's class uh, Mick 
Um, I'm not going to say much better than Andy. Um, he covered everything that I wanted to say there. Um, iconic is the word. Um, it's the one that just completely sticks in your mind years and years later. Yeah, it's another 8 out of 10 one for me. Not too much substance. I mean, I would have probably give, given it a 10 if it was like this way with a scrap brain before it. But um, as it stands, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going for that. I'm going for a, a 9. Uh, it would nearly be a 10. Um, I don't like the Mecha Sonic bit that much or the Metal Sonic bit that it's much. It's not a great fight. He does look cool as fuck, though. The the whole Egg Robo, but it, 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 the song changes and you just hear the fucking thuds of the giant robot feet. And you think, how am I fucking supposed to even beat this thing? And then you work it out. It's, it's just class. Classic moment, as you were saying. Uh, so I, a nine for me. Nice. And I guess that'll bring us on to Sonic 3 and Knuckles. We'll kick off with Angel Island. I'll go for this one. I'm going to get Angel Island an eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Classic Sonic for my money usually starts off with quite a strong level. And this is no fucking exception. The reason I'm going more so on the high side is because it gives you a really good example of the kind of dynamic storytelling you're going to be looking at for the rest of the game. And I'm talking about when the fucking island goes on fire, basically. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're playing in this lush green landscape. And then the next thing you know, it's a fucking forest fire. And everything's changed. There's flames everywhere. Um, that introduces you to the fire bubble and all that. It really incorporates different bits of the level, let you know about some of the new power-ups as well. Um, I think there's even a water bit where you can go into the water bubble shield. Aye. Uh, Aye. It's really fucking good stuff. So I eight and a half out of ten for me. Aye. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Um does something a bit different um, to your usual kind of... Um openings for Sonic games they say it's much much more kind of story based I love the dynamism of it um, it's a kind of jungle which is a bit of a twist on your classic sort of green hill meadows I love the way the level looks um, when you you know when, when the fire is, is kind of ravaging the place um, loads of nice wee hidden bits and pieces as well this is the first one where you're encouraged to explore and find like the, the rings to take you to the special stages not just the market getting the most rings so yeah it's a really strong start What's your, I'll go. what's your numerical score? Oh, did I score it? 9 out of 10. There we go. Right, Andy, sorry? Two words out of my mouth. 9 out of 10 for me today. It's a great intro to Sonic 3. Great intro to this sort of big sprawling adventure you're going to go on right away. The Super Sonic followed on for the Death Egg uh, level and your knuckles steals all your emeralds and all that. And then the level is just sort of like a story piece that plays out with Sonic levels in between. It's like in different stages. First stage is you're in this lush landscape. Um, you learn how to use your shields and all that. It's a kind of tutorial level. And then, obviously, the atomic bomb hang is off and then the whole thing becomes into ruins. And then you've got a section where there's sort of a lot of like, just plain planes. <laughs> I suppose you could say flat planes. <laughs> and you run and avoid like this big mad ship and all that that drops bombs at you. The quality level, and then obviously you've got the whole boss sequence, it's very interactive, where you see Robotnik coming from behind the trees, and then he pops up and his big fucking thing disappears behind the waterfall. A great level, man. It's one that's probably Aye. behind, well, it's right up by the Green Hill, for my favourite, so 9 out of 10. Well, he didn't like Aquatic Ruin, he didn't like Labyrinth, uh, Mr McCormick... How do you feel about Hydrocity or Hydrocity? Uh, you can you can ra- rate this one first. Um, this is a, a redemption arc, I think, for water levels. Somehow manages to make uh, playing underwater 
fun and interesting and also sometimes fast um, through its use of like fans and kind of interesting bits where you're um, like kind of skimming over the, t- the top of the water. I actually really like this level. It's quite, it's, yeah, it's really inventive and different. It's, you know, water level where we but I are um, chemical plant magic mixed together. Um, I'm going to get this one an 8 out of 10. Andy, you go next. Right, I'll go for uh, 8 out of 10 as well because carrying on for Angel Island and you're thinking, right, how can we top this? And all of a sudden it gives you one of the most criticised kind of types of levels, but it does it really well. Um, so how can we make speed and water level go together? Well, you can have this sort of thing where you've got flumes. You incorporate <laughs> flumes at the level. It's a, it's a water park. Aye. Aye. So you've got the option to go underwater or you can just go fucking fast as fuck. You can even skid across the water and all that. There's a big potential for exploration this level too, especially with our characters. Um, and I think the boss is quite ingenuitive too, where they, it creates that kind of water spiral that you've got to use. Ah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I, again, use of, uh, in fact, funnily enough, this is the second time only where we've all gone for the same score. I have gone for an eight as well on this one. Um, I think, as you were saying, there is definitely a greater understanding at play here of what is fun for a player versus what is frustrating for a player. Aye. Particularly in the, the kind of design point of view of a water level and the bit where you run across the water is just cool as fuck. I think you'd, it's only if you take one of the paths in specifically um, and it gets you going fast as fuck and you just run right a, 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 across the tab. It's, it's class. Aye. Cool. Right, Andy, you are in next with... Oh, Marble Garden. Right, man. Something about marble zones, isn't there? I don't like this one. I'm going to be honest. I do not like this level. I always see this level as being something of the bridge you've got to get past to get to the good shit. Um, it's just not very much going on in it. It's a big spiral, big sprawling fucking green kind of zone, Aztec zone. Um, this level, it's, it's giant, isn't it? It's, it's a really, really big fucking stage. It's got wee blobs of brilliance, like um, the the spikes you can jump on, badniks, but you, you can jump on them, they're, just, they're not really spikes now. Nah. I think that's quite funny. Um, you've also got wee bits of the oil, the oil ocean and all that. And you've got the bit where the Gruno changes and stuff like that, and this crazy kind of um, power-up that doesn't work very well, where it, it's like a drill you sit on, and it takes you halfway across the level. The spinning top things, aye, they, it's a gimmick that they use too much in this level, I think. That uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird old fucking level, man. It, is, it really is a weird old thing. Man, I, I'd hate it, to be honest. Don't hate it, but I've got to get a 4 <laughs> out of 10. It's, it's my least favourite level for Sonic 3. Uh, Mick? I would have gave this one, I think, a 5 out of 10. Um, yeah, I think it's maybe just a bit confused. I think they maybe try to do a bit too much with it. There's cool bits. Yeah, it just suffers from the fact that it's a, um, a bit long and, and sprawling and there's kind of too much going on. Um, you like the boss? boss fight was, the boss fight was pretty unique. Um, uh, boss fight your hands fighting cool. the boss. I always quite enjoyed that, but um, I, didn't, I didn't actually love fighting them because I kept falling to my death. So. There is a cool bit where I want to just bust out the ground at one point. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Aye. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm with Andy on this one and I'm also going to probably go for a four. As I was talking about the spinning top things, you get levels where they try gimmicks. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And I don't think this levels works that well. There's a couple of really cool bits with like big long draps where you're kind of like running as you're like falling. Um, that stuff's all quite cool. But for the most part, aye, I think it's a bit confused and frustrating, as you were saying. Aye, there is. There's, uh, there's some good things to be said, so I want to make that 
put that across, but it's a slog, man. It's a fucking slog. I'm going to go next here, and this might be a, another case of pitchfork suit. Oh, hold on. We have, we have. We've actually already played with DJ Kerd at the very start of the episode <laughs> with this one. Yeah, you can play this one again. We've heard it. Oh, <laughs> that fucking 60-odd times been him. <laughs> I um from the Dynamite Neddy intro, um we've got Carnival Night Zone. Uh, oh, do you know what? I'm going to get an extra point actually because it's a theme tune. <laughs> that brings it up to a six out of ten. I think this level had the potential to be even better than Casino Night Zone. I think there's a couple of bits where you get a lot of momentum build up. You know, they make good use of the bumpers and stuff like that. Mm. But then there are just some bits that are confused and you're spinning about on things. I'm going to mention the red barrel because everybody <laughs> fucking hates the red barrel. You're jumping and trying to get it to move. Unless you've read the instruction manuals, then, you know, counterintuitively, you have to press up and down instead to move the fucking thing about. I think Carnival Night Zone is a bit of wasted potential. You know, it's funny, that one, that barrel thing you mentioned is one of the only times that everybody that likes Sonic will agree that that's horseshit. That and that's very rare, man. It is. <laughs> I, again, I think it's. I think this is just an example of maybe wasted potential a wee bit. Um, I think there's a good stage in there somewhere, and it maybe wasn't realised. For for me, anyway. Um, what do you think? I think this one's maybe a six out of ten for me. Um, just like Casino Night Zone, like everything together just gives you this amazing kind of fun uh, vibe. You know, kind of like constantly you're not knowing what's going to happen next but I think maybe like a few levels in Sonic 3 Knuckles it kind of tries to do a bit too much and um, is a bit confused because of it so yeah I don't really love it it's, it, it reminded me of, I gave it a I gave it a 5 out of 10 I, I, I feel like I'm playing Mystic Cave Zone with uh, Carnival Night Assets it's a bit constrictive <laughs> man it's again it's that claustrophobic aspect there's too much to bounce you about in no enough space I'm thinking about in puzzles where you've got the let the kind of things go doing, doing, just bounce you back. They go in a rotating circle, and you've got to try and get away through them and all that. It's not Sonic for me. It's a bit difficult. There is a lot of good ideas in it, like the momentum, big tires that give you momentum that can get your hands a airtime, air speed. But you can't really go anywhere because there's too many roofs and things keeping you down. It's Carnival Night, not done very well for me. Um, Sonic Two Carnival Night blows us out of water. Um, anyway. I mean, Casino Night is. Probably even with the three D ones and that, it's the best realization of this sort of level. Like to this day, probably um, Mania didn't even really take a punt at one of these sort of levels, did it? No, no. It really, it, it, I mean, this one does look good. It looks amazing for a Mega Drive game, right? How they done put that many colors on the screen made it look so good and have that much going on. It was great, man. But execution wise, when they've already done like brilliance in the previous game. We could have stimulated that and used them assets to make another one of them. See the day in this thing maybe didn't work very well. McCormick, bring us on to Ice Cap Zone. Oof, this is a tough one. Um, I love the tune of Ice Cap Zone. I love the intro of Ice Cap Zone. I love the whole look of it. It's not a whole lot of fun though. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm debating well what to get. I think I'm maybe going to go for a 6 for this one. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, I'll, I'll go in next. Um, I'll give you the final word on this. And, um, I'm probably going to go for a 6 as well. I, I'm kind of where McCormick is. Um, the look of the level is amazing. 
the tune is amazing. That whole first section where you get to see Sonic snowboarding is amazing. And then <laughs> after that, um, there's not a whole lot else that I love about it, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, like getting frozen, getting stuck inside those infinite loops that we all know and love sliding about when you've not really got much control over what you're doing. Is uh, None of these things are particularly fun. It's, it's a bit... I, I gave... Well, for what it's worth, I gave it 7 out of 10. It's, it's a James Cameron uh, Sonic levels. It is pure <laughs> Sonic 3 and Knuckles, right? It is, I, I, this aesthetic and the way it looks is... doesn't get any more Sonic 3 and Knuckles than that, right? But it's a bit like a film Avatar, where it's all style over substance. The best bits are the bits you can't really control. Uh, the look of the level, the sounds, the amazing intro, just this kind of cool vibe, man, kind of laid back. There's a wee vibe to it and all that, and it's just it's really nice. But aye, it doesn't really play great, does it? So <laughs> I was pure waiting patiently to figure out what James Cameron film you were going to talk about. <laughs> is it like Terminator 2? Or... <laughs> <laughs> aye, so um, that's, that's pretty much it. Why don't we go to you again, and you bring us in to launch base zone, I believe is next. A weird, a weird out level. That's a weird out level. Um, jumping out of snow is quite a good wee touch at the start. I gave launch base, right? I gave launch base 7.5 out of 10. The reason why, I don't fucking know, right? I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> I just like it. There's certain wee things in this level, like going through the, the thing it calls the birds, right? I know that that's meant to be like a thing that you're meant to avoid. I find myself going through every annual with pride and even ancestral endearment. I love calling a wee bird bad next man. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've gone a wee bit higher um, and I've given this one an 8. And funny enough, my notes are basically just saying that I liked the technology gimmicks. I liked the wee pulleys, you know, the kind of flying fox things. Uh, and I like the alarms. I, I run through the alarms as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think this is a kind of good one. Um, Mick, Mick, what you got? What did I give Marble Garden? Because I'm trying to look at this in relation to that one, because there's things about it I like better, but it's a kind of similar level. Marble Garden, did you get a four or a three or something? I think you get a four. four. I'm going to give this one a um, a three. I'm going to give this one a five. Um, it's It looks really cool. There's loads of cool stuff going on, but it's it's got a wee bit of that, um, what you were describing, the kind of oil ocean frustration to it in certain sections of it. Ah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, maybe, 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 maybe a six. Maybe a six. This is the level that has you driving the egg robo, remember? And having that punch you, and then fighting that boss on... You get a shot of the spaceship. Aye. Aye. That so that's got to cool, be factored yeah. <laughs> For me, right, that's got to be factored in. Um, <laughs> right. Can I just point something out here? I'm worried. Yes. Do you know why I'm worried? Because... We're getting very close to the end, and I don't think there's been a proper DJ card pull, and I'm worrying that someone's going to steal my song. No, man, I've got one. Uh, mine mine <laughs> oh. is going to be... Nah, you are going to do the same one, I bet No, you. mine's just <laughs> the, the, the Sonic 3 ending, the Sonic 3 last boss one.
I'll come in with Mushroom Hill. I've got to admit, um, this one for me is a 7 out of 10. Um, it's, I would kind of call it just some kind of mincing totties Sonic, really. It doesn't do a lot wrong, but it's not that memorable um, either. It's not Angel Island, but I've not got that many grievances with it, so I, a, a 7 for me. Yeah, exact exact same for me. It's uh, I like the um, the style of it. Again, it's another kind of twist on the um, the sort of green first level formula. But I just doesn't really wow you in the same way that Angel Island does. Some nice wee touches. Um, Bouncing off the mushrooms is is fun. I like how there's there's kind of palette changes in the same way that you get in Angel Island, but it's. Um, it, it does it in a more subtle way. Like you go through a wee right. tunnel and then all of a sudden it's like Wait, the seasons we'll change have changed and uh, that all looks pretty smart. Aye. But there's also those um, wee pulley things which are a pain in the arse as well, so uh, good and bad. Aye, I've got the same. I've got much the same, 7 out of 10. Sorry, things you say. It's a good intro to uh, Sonic and Knuckles. It's a good first level. It's, uh, the difficulty takes a big nosedive after um, the last level of Sonic 3, which is launch base. Um, so we're right back to it. Baby level where it's just not get much of a difficulty curve. Just it's, it looks really cool though. I mean, it's got the seasonal aspect. Um, it's also got that cool thing that you jump on at the end for the boss and all that. So, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. The mini boss as well with the the big axe cutting down the the trees and that. Yeah, aye, that's aye. a cool fucking robot. And I mean, we all like we're psychedelic. So big giant mushrooms is is just a cool thing. <laughs> it's just um, quite pleasant, isn't it? Patch can bounce on the mushrooms too. It's pretty cool. Makes a good noise as well. Aye. A good sound design. Right. Um. Well, Andy Mac, you bring us in with flying battery. Flying battery's got to be a nine out of ten. It seems as if it was made the uh, same kind of way as like, Chemical Plant Zone was. The same love, care, and attention. I remember reading a, a something about Sonic 3 Knuckles that described the development and it spoke about this level as being the sort of concept level. So this was what they wanted to make Sonic 3 like, essentially. And I guess that's the same thing they've done with Chemical Plant for Sonic 2. So I I think that this level is fucking brilliant. It's like Metropolis Zone done right, in it? <laughs> for my money, it's fucking Sky Fortress Zone done right. Aye, It's the same thing with a flying airship, but they don't... They go easy on gain you all the kind of bullshit like uh, drops to your death outside the ship and stuff like that. Okay, they're still there, but they don't f- somehow feel as unfair or anything like that. It's mere playable. It's mere playable. And you've got things like uh, the music was fucking amazing. It's this great fucking Aye, motivational you, music. You've also got like these wee quirks as well where you, you've got them things at the end of the level that are like bad next jump out of. They're actually used in the game to... If you drop on them, it's a sort of ghouls and ghosts effect. Like, is it going to give me rings or is it going to give me bad necks and things like that? Aye, I love that. That's cool. Uh, some, of them are, some of them are just springs as well. Aye, that's right. You know what you're going to get. Aye. So um, it's an eight for me, by the way. Uh, and, and Mick, what, what have you got? Yeah, this is a, an eight for me. I can't in good conscience get um, as high a score as my beloved chemical plant, but it does a lot of the same things right, man. Um, a lot of kind of cool fucking mad gadgetry. One of your kind of... F- fiddly or mere platformer style levels but it does the feel slow or anything um, I think it's one of your mere kind of yeah, tricky Sonic levels but done right McCormick you come in and rate uh, Sandopolis Zone for us please ah oh, Sandopolis Zone yes yeah, that's a tough one I think I'm going to give this one a 5 but a lot of really amazing inventive ideas um, the boss at the first stage particularly blew me away when I was away 
but the rest of it is a, a wee bit frustrating. Um, I can't be dealing with pushing blocks as Sonic. Um, I just don't think it's what Sonic was all about. I fundamentally opposed to him doing it. The level's kind of getting darker on a timer in stage two. Again, it's really inventive, but um, yeah, it did always kind of stress me out playing as a kid. So I don't know, but this is a kind of the opposite where my, my brain wants to gear this higher, but my my heart wants to gear lower. So I'm going to stick to solidly with a five. Andy? Four out of ten. Four out of ten, man. The fucking second that kills it for me. I can't be doing with that in a Sonic game. It's not Sonic. Uh, Kevin, to keep the lights on uh, for Ghost not to get you in. I hate it. I'm sorry. Is your kind of, um, what do you call those levels in Mario? Like the kind of ghost castle ones? Is ghost ghost houses, aye, with the booze. Aye. I prefer the booze to the, the kind of them ghosts in Sonic 3 Knuckles. I mean, they don't even get any character development. They don't even look good, do they? <laughs> They're quite demonic <laughs> looking. Uh, pretty shite. Boys, I'm coming in here with a fucking 8 out of 10. Oofed. I literally have written in my notes. I know Andy and McCormick have their opinions <laughs> on Act 2, but I really like it. <laughs> Same as Mick, I love the boss fight for Act 1 here. There's not a lot of times in Sonic where it gives you the impression that you've successfully outsmarted the boss really as just kind of learned a pattern or something like that. But this one makes you feel clever. So I love that boss. And I don't know if it's just a a subjective thing, but the Haunted Pyramid having to pull the switches to make it light again and stuff like that, that wee bit of danger in there, uh, it works. I like it. I like Act 2 of Sandopolis. I think Sonic, as, as we know... They go back to the fucking idea well far too often later on in the series. This is not the last time we will see a Haunted Pyramid in a Sonic game. And I think for me, it's the only time I've kind of really enjoyed those levels. I guess for you guys, there has never been a good one of the levels. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like that the level sounds like a Greek surname. So there we go. Uh, right. 8 out of 10. They'll do this. Andy Mack, uh, why don't you come in with Lava Reef? Oh man, right, a fucking 300 out of 10 I'd date for Lava Reef It's my favourite level in the whole series, man Just a brilliant tune Just feel when that kicks in, man And you see like, the intro card Lava Reef zone You're fondling that fucking hole, man and You're just running through The whole level's shaking that. It's, You know you're onto something And then when you get to the end of Act 1 Which is cool as fuck um, You then transition into it Hidden Palace and all that, and that's when well, uh, things really heat up. And hold your horses. I'd, I'd be, I thought we were going to do Hidden Palaces. Oh, I, I know that's fine. Uh, the, it, second, it, the, uh, the second, the second act, I've already kind of looks like Hidden ah, Palace. Okay. I kind of it's like the door to Hidden Palace, I suppose. Oh, I see. What I, I see. What and then mean. that whole second level where you you're jumping through, you know something's a mess, man, because you're starting to see a death egg in the sky and that again that you've not seen. Ah. Sonic Two, and you jump up, and then all of a sudden, fucking that was wee tune comes on, didn't it? And he's standing with a big boulder, man. And he throws a boulder down his stair and you go flying. And then the level shuts down for black, comes back, Lava Reef Act 2, Act 2. And then you're fucking on your arse and the Death Egg reactivates like a nuclear fucking weapon and burns fuck out everywhere, man. One of the most epic fucking sections of Sonic games ever. It's uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. So what's your, uh, what's your numerical score then? <laughs> 10 out of 10, man. <laughs> I thought, thought it might be. McCormick, I'm going to give you the last word on this one. I'm getting it a 9. I concur with pretty much everything Andy says. The fucking ramp up and difficulty. It's just a fucking cracker. It gets the blood pumping. You feel like the stakes are being raised. Um, 
and it makes you look forward to final showdown. Uh, Mick, what do you think? Uh, the last one for me is you've activated my DJ cards. <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> Myself sticking on. Um, um, speaking of, um, as we previously did about mashups, there's a fantastic fucking mashup of this and Poker Face by Lady Gaga. <laughs> a song that I never, I never liked when it came out, but hearing it mixed with Lavery, I was like, this fucking works. That, that Lavery song that you just played, man, is just fucking. Uh, for me, it, it's really difficult to get any better than that. I, I think that's pure heaven. Listen to that song. Tremendous. It's yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I'm not going to say the matter about the level that you use have already said, but it's a 9 out of 10 for me. Aye, it's great. Hidden Palace, I'll go here, 9 out of 10. How do you really kind of rate Hidden Palace as a level? Um, it's not really a proper stage, but as one of the wee kind of bits of visual storytelling we've been talking about, it's fucking tremendous. Like, you really get the feels playing this bit, man. You, you encounter Knuckles, or you encounter Sonic, I guess, if you're playing as Knuckles. You find Knuckles as we hidden duke it with the emeralds. It's fucking phenomenal. Aye. 10 out of 10 for me again. Maybe it's a bit unfair that I lump it in with Lavarif, but... Aye, I'm, I'm... Man, when I'm at this section of the game, I'm fucking amped up. I feel like I've just, like, downed fucking... See that street base you used to get came in the potty? I feel like I've just took, like, I've stuck that in a sig skin, man. I've waited for an hour. Sulfur, whatever they call them. Ah, that gear. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've just took like, a fucking like, a, like, a golf ball's worth of that, man. I'm ready to go. It's great, man. Fighting knuckles. That foreboding fucking uh, hieroglyphic on the back of the screen that shows you uh, what's to come in the future and all that. Ah, the, the foreshadowing and the fucking hieroglyphic. Um, ah, it's great. Me and Andy were also talking about how the fact that there are the teleporters and knuckles shows you the way to one. Kinda, it, it's become kind of headcanon for me that that's about that's how Knuckles always gets one step ahead of you and how he seems, when seems Knuckles, to be everywhere at once. I don't always like it when Knuckles shows me Dabby. But, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh, in this case, I certainly brilliant. And that's just the bit when he finds out he's dribbling and he's been tricking him. No! Mm. Fucking asshole, man! <laughs> and uh, I, Knuckles has been licking Sonic's arse ever since. Well, I mean, I guess a stage so good that it's a major plot point in one of the year's biggest motion pictures. 
Aye. <laughs> McCormick, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm breaking all my own rules here and giving this a 10 out of 10 because it's not <laughs> a conventional level in the slightest, <laughs> but it's one of the most fucking just beautiful storytelling moments um, in, in, in video game history. Aye, so, well, yeah. that puts it on joint first place overall, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> right, uh, fuck, who comes next? Sky Boys, Sky Sanctuary. I, I know, but I know, but um, these next three levels, I don't even know if I can jump in with any of them because I know what, how much these mean to you. Who wants to take Sky Sanctuary? Sky Sanctuary is 8 out of 10 for me, only because by yeah. this point I'm buzzing out my farter. I know it's not a perfect level, <laughs> but there's so much going on. Uh, the tune is fucking epic. There's nothing, there's such an epic like, feeling that tune gives you. You know, you're coming towards the end of something brilliant. It's the most fucking triumphant tune in Sonic. It it plays it at the end as well, doesn't it? Aye, it does. Aye, it, you love you love it, man. It's it's great and it's it, it's popping. It's very vibrant. There's a lot of possibilities to fail in this level, though. Like there's a lot of bottomless pits and stuff. Some things that don't work, like the flares that fall away and that happen a bit too a bit too often. I think there's some cool things, man. Like there's a boss run type thing at the end of it when the Metal Sonic, the Blue Metal Sonic comes and gives you a Sonic One boss and all that. Um, there's just a real epic feel to this level. It's more style than substance, I think. I'll go 8 out of 10 just because the style is that good. I think uh, I'd probably agree with the 8 out of 10. Um, it's, it's hard to judge it objectively because you, you can't look at it soberly with the, the adrenaline coursing through your veins <laughs> and the, fucking, the hype that's been built for the last couple of levels. So, yeah, all the things Andy says are valid, but at the time you were playing them, you didn't really care, did you? Nah, man. No. Nah, you were too tied up, man. I'm not shooting for your dinner. I'm not hungry. There <laughs> <laughs> was fucking the microwave in my house at that point, so my father would just come in and say, "Don't be so fucking cheeky," and hopefully he would pause it and not turn it off. Well, we've actually got another snap here. I I went for eight for Sky Sanctuary as well. It's a good start off to the fucking craziness to come, but we're not quite at the peak yet. Uh, I would say, and pretty much concur with everything else she's have said. McCormick, I'm going to let you come in. With Death Egg, then? It's another kind of scrap brain, isn't it? This is another just level of fucking madness and bakery. <laughs> yeah. um, scrap brain turned up to 11, to use another cliche. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for a, a 9 out of 10 for this one. Sheer fucking madness and challenge if we <laughs> start to end. Um, some cracking bosses at the end, really fucking epic fucking boss fights there. Set in space as well. Um, I've I've gone for an eight and a half because I like Scrap Brain slightly more. Again, we're back to Nene or Metropolis Pish. This is a proper final level. Aye, Throws aye. everything but a kitchen sink as you as you were saying. Um, just fucking ultimate test of your skills. Uh, everything's ramped right up. It's a cracker. Andy, what's your final word on this? Ten out of ten for two reasons. Two main reasons. Um, what number one? This level is catered for hypersonic, so it works two on two levels. You can play it normal, you can play it hypersonic, you still get a challenge. In terms of the bosses, it's one of some of the most incredible moments in gaming ever, man. Those two bosses, uh, the one with the fingers, you're looking at a big thing on the screen. How can my Mega Drive do this? Um, and then you get all the amazing effects and beams and adrenaline and fucking, ah, oh, you could die at any point. It's exquisite, man. I'd like the Hell Priest for Hellraiser. Hell Squizzards. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great, man. I love it. I love it so much. 10 out of 10. Aye. 
That boss is great. Andy, I'll let you fucking come in here and give us uh, the doomsday zone. Man, right. My heart, I want to be fair, I want to be subjective. I'll get 9 out of 10. The only reason I'm not getting 10 is because I share some of your opinions about this level that we spoke about. I don't think it's perfect. I really don't think it's perfect. I think it's near perfect. It is perfect in my wee brain, but it's not really, man. There's things could have done better. That uh, ring counter is a bit too arbitrary for my tastes. I think that it can really piss you off to a point where you don't want to pick it up anymore. I also don't think that a homing missile um, mechanic is great. I think they shoot too many missiles at one time. There's a lot of things problems with it. But um, just as a final level and a change and just epicness of going hypersonic space, it's between 9 and 10 for me. I'm going to go with 9 just to keep it safe. And in terms of a fucking visual spectacle... It's the first time you ever see Sonic flying about in outer space as fucking supersonic, do you know what I mean? Fucking hard to beat for that reason. Um, hey, for nine-year-old Michael, the, the hype levels here were fucking <laughs> off the, the charts, man. Like, there was yeah. a point where we didn't know if this actually existed or not before we got new level cheats. We just heard about this elusive doomsday level that you had to get certain conditions to get it. We didn't even... Was it real? Was it not? When we found out it was real, man. Fuck me. Even though... The fucking flying about might not be that fun, and the missile boss might not be that interesting. I think you've got to put something into that mythology and the way it made you feel fucking back then. Do you know what I mean? That's Beautiful. worth something, surely. Right, Mick, what's your reason? Aye, go for it, Mick. Um, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> very hard to be objective. Um, I'll go for an 8 out of 10. Like, he sees my horn coming through the screen, man, to strangle you. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for a fucking nine then. Andy's fucking... He's infectious with his love for this stage. <laughs> Even though, as I say, I, I, I probably find it more fun to watch than to actually play. But it's fucking... It's good shit, man. What a fucking ending. Aye. And in the ending, uh, you obviously get the Master Den Road, restore it, get back in knuckles, knuckles gives you a wee salute. And then if Fulton Island raises Fates Water the Grave back to its brilliance... If you've done it properly. <laughs> Otherwise, it's fucked. Otherwise, you do a lap around the island and just fuck off and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Ecological disaster ensues. And then fucking Robotnik does his juggling at the end of the credits with the fucking try again, you wee cunt. Aye. So, <laughs> overall, in first, joint first place, we have Green Hill Zone and Hidden Palace Zone. Fair. Fair. Second place... We have Death Egg Zone, the fucking one for Sonic 3. Oh! And Joint Third, I believe this is right. Joint Third, we've got Chemical Plant Zone and Casino Night Zone. Fair. Fucking fair, I think. That's fair, man. I don't think I'd disagree with, with any of these. Right. That's a pretty decent fucking top three, to be fair. That is. Right. Um, are we going to do Wooden Spoon? Oh, uh, right, okay. The lowest ranking level. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I think we know it. No, no, no. It's, it's actually not fucking marble or labyrinth. What? what fucking zone is that? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. What is level eight in fucking Sonic 2? Metropolis. Metropolis gets a wooden spoon. Aye, fair dues, man. That's Scotland and the Six Nations. Fuck it. <laughs> well, we can I argue with that? Can you? I mean, and everything in between. Um, oh no. man, I'm happy with that. Happy with that. 
my disgust at water levels couldn't have been that strong <laughs> to, to, pull, to pull a labyrinth out in the bottom. Greetings, listener. You've got Mick Clocker to hear. I've travelled back in time using the power of the Chaos Emeralds from a far-flung future where Mr McCormick has actually been editing this episode through in the Hidden Palace zone. The correction to be made is our top three. So first place, nothing to correct there. It actually was Green Hill Zone and Hidden Palace Zone. According to the boys, those are the best two levels in Classic Sonic. Second place was actually Lava Reef Zone. And third place was Death Egg Zone, but the Death Egg Zone for Sonic 3 and Knuckles. So Sonic 3 and Knuckles actually did make up second and third. I don't know if that was just my anti-Sonic 3 and Knuckles bias coming through there. Chemical Plant Zone and Casino Night Zone are in a respectable fourth place. But there you go, that's your top three. Well, do you know what? Even if this isn't a, a very fucking popular episode, it's probably going to be one of the ones that I like to listen to. <laughs> do you know, McCormick, how you say you like ones where you're a wee bit hungover and work or whatever? I guess this is, this is getting me vibes of them. This will be a nice wee listen. Aye, <laughs> definitely. Glad, comfort, comfort and Eddie. Glad, glad to see, Aye, definitely. Glad to see fucking Green Hill going strong, man. But I'll tell you what, I hope Sega don't listen to us and get the wrong idea and get yet another fucking Green Hill. I think we should let it die with mania and just leave it. Aye, we don't want any mania. state, <laughs> man. <laughs> Because obviously, that's the first fucking level you get in Sonic. And think about all the shit we just spoke about, and it remains the best. <laughs> Aye, can't be <laughs> topped. Next time, just fucking mix it up, you know, we, we all like the ones in Three Knuckles, make it green, lush, sure, but I fuck up some mushrooms in there, or some, about, some palm trees, man, get creative. Uh, burn it in the fucking ground. Burn it down. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the elephant's graveyard zone. I like honouring the ones about me. Well, if Sonic, uh, if Sonic Frontiers is anything to go by, it's going to be fucking Zelda um, Breath of the Wild zone. Ah, I know, fuck, I know, I know, I know. But, um, right. Unity Asset zone. Aye, <laughs> exactly. Who wants to use a closer here? It's got to be Andy Mag, isn't it? <laughs> ah, eh. Uh, ring? Oh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of waxing lyric. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll pass. I'll pass the. I'll pass the. The usual kind of bump uh, ending bit to uh, one of you two on this occasion because I'm, my mind's a blank. Right, um, <laughs> we're actually recording this for deep in fucking hidden palace zone and Knuckles' special wee ducat, and we've all cut out three special holes in the master emerald, and you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha